Blog Talk Radio. Black Hole Radio presents Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. With your hosts, Rudolph Muhammad and Yusuf Muhammad. What's up? So are you able to get her for, uh, on the show? You don't need no
they allow me to do what it is I'm blessed to do. And for now, it's to be the co-host on this magnificent program, Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. I'd like to greet you all with the greeting words of peace. Assalamu alaikum. For those who don't know that greeting, it simply means in English, peace be unto you. And uh, the return greeting, a language of our ancestors, walaikum salam, uh, meaning unto you be peace. Here on Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness, our conversation ranges from viruses to vaccines, from flu to health and fitness, from fire safety education to community risk reduction. Our program promotes public awareness and engages in public outreach to inform, to educate, and to train all people in how to best prepare for, respond to, and recover from all emergencies. Our mission is to ensure that everyone has a reasonable working knowledge of disaster preparedness and to help to, 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 excuse me and to help you determine the best choices in any emergency response to avert danger and to save lives. Our vision is that each individual citizen, including every capable man, woman, and child, understand their personal responsibility for the safety of themselves, their family, their neighbors, and the overall well-being of the larger community. We definitely discuss an update of the landscape with weekly subject matter experts as guests. As the gospel singer Hezekiah Walker would say, we need you to survive. And so without further delay, it gives me great pleasure to bring before the airwaves in your homes, place of employment in your car, our dear brother, Brother Rudolph Muhammad, who will welcome you in the way Allah sees fit and will uh, carry us further into as the hip-hop artists used to say, let's proceed with what we need. Brother Rudolph? Yes, sir. Thank you, Brother Yusin. As-salamu alaykum. Peace be unto you. Hotep Aboragani. Peace. Shalom. What's happening? These are some of the greetings used by our family all over the planet Earth. If your particular greeting was not used, the one that makes you feel welcome, then contact us at Blog Talk Radio, Black Hole Radio, and let us know. Because we definitely want you to know that you are welcome on this show every day, all day, anytime that we're on the air. We want you to not just tune in and listen, we want you to participate in the discussion because you are a subject matter expert, whether you know it or not. Your perspective matters. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be on the air. 
So beginning all things in the name of the Most High God, that one God that is responsible for your and my existence. We're talking about he's called the Alpha and the Omega. He's called the I Am that I Am. He's called, oh, man, there are just so many different names that he's called. Jehovah, he's called Yahweh, he, we know to call him Allah because we are taught that is the best name because it encompasses all of those attributes that people use to associate to him. So we thank him for giving us time and space in his creation called universe. And we further thank him for not leaving us um, to use some colloquial language, he 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 not leaving us wilding out there, he, he, you know, running all over the planet. He sends to his creation messengers, warners, and guides at different points and different times based on what is going on with that particular group of people. And because he loves us... Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yes, sir, I hear you. Pardon me for interrupting your uh, salutation, beloved, but... uh, Yes, sir. I've just been... uh, I've just been jumped by a bunch of righteous gangsters here on the campus of Dillard University. And as you know, there are many different moving pieces here. So we want to give our guests an opportunity to just give you the greetings and maybe share uh, that which uh, they have experienced. And maybe if you have a question for them, uh, then, you know, they'll answer it. And then we'll allow them to to move out. But uh, I'm saying it facetiously. But I'm kind of oh, no, no, no. they are American, no no they are American gangsters, brother. Listen, I understand fully. So let me let me fast forward this and say this. We thank God for letting us be here today. We thank His Messenger for bringing us a message of light hope and understanding, and we thank his comforter for teaching us what we should be doing and how we should be doing it. Brother Yusuf, back to you. Thank you, uh, Brother Rudolph, for your time, your your concern and understanding. We have uh, with us on this side of the studio uh, two past presidents of the International Association of Black (laughs) Professional Firefighters. Our dear brother Oshiemi Adelebu, who served yes, uh, over 25 years in the Milwaukee Fire Department, uh, retiring <laughs> as a captain. We got our brother, uh, Oshi was the fifth president, correct, o- o- Oshi? And then the tenth president, our dear brother Addington Stewart out of St. Louis, who right. uh, also gave over 25 years to the uh, citizenry of uh, St. Louis retired as a captain, and we also have the, both of these brothers are instructors here at the Dr. Carl Holmes Executive Development Institute, Uh, but we all realize none of this machinery would work without the director of logistics who makes things happen, 
And so we got our dear brother, Brother Art Battle, out of Orlando, Florida, who also has put over 25 years in the fire service. And you retired as what? A deputy chief in Orlando. So without further delay, we're just going to have these brothers give you the greetings. And uh, if they want to share their experience here, I omitted saying yeah. also that Brother Oshi is also uh, a host of his own uh, radio program, and certainly we want to give the particulars to our listening audience because he does That's it right. on his show, our show, every week. His program is called African Perspective. So without further delay, let me get out the way and let Brother Oshi Amy Adele go give you the greetings and proceed with how this week's program's going. Good afternoon, dear yes, brother. Sir. How you doing? Oh, peace, peace unto you, brother. Good to hear your voice Thank again. You. Yes, sir. Thank you for the honesty on the program. Oh, thank you, brother, for giving us a little time and sharing some of your wisdom with us and with the listeners. And the floor and the mic is yours, brother. Well, I won't take up too much time. I have these other two intelligent young men with me here. <laughs> and uh, I just want to say that I that down here in New Orleans at the Executive Development Institute, it is truly an honor and a pleasure to work with these men and women in the fire service. We're the only organization that helps our brothers and sisters in the fire service reach their full potential. We teach them how to be good chief officers, good company officers, you know, paying attention to a lot of the details that will help them along their road in the fire service. And it has been an honor to do so. I've been with them um, about 20 something. The, the, the institute has been in existence 32 years, since 32 years. And I've been involved as a student initially and then working with logistics. For, and working a class with Brother Muhammad, me and Muhammad, and another brother named Brent Burt out of uh, Brent Burton out of L.A. We do a history piece. We lay a foundation for these brothers and sisters, let them know who we are and what we're about. And so it's, it is truly a pleasure to, to do so. So I'm going to turn this over to my good brother Addington Stewart, the 10th president of the IADPFF. You didn't have any questions for Brother OJMA, did you, Brother Rudolph? Oh, no, sir. I've learned when masters are talking, you shut your mouth. God gave us one mouth and two ears for a reason. (laughs) 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 To make sure I uh, heed to the two ears listening more than I talk. (laughs) Right. Uh, again, it, it, it's good to be on with you, you brothers. Uh, as uh, O.C. Uh, eloquently stated, um, uh, this institute has served thousands of brothers and sisters, including myself as a student here back in 95 through 99, and had the blessing to be chose to teach the assessment center process and what is a valid exam to young brothers and sisters, not only just here, uh, we go on the road and uh, support them when their examinations are coming up to make sure they get all the tools and they box that they need to promote to higher ranks from captain, battalion, deputies, 
uh, even the chiefs of departments. And so my, my role with some colleagues that were also from St. Louis, Fire Commissioner-in-Chief Sherman George, and uh, my good brother and colleague in the fire service, uh, William Spike Jones. And uh, uh, we've been doing this together uh, since 2000. So 23 years I've been working with them uh, and officially going across the country. I mean, we've been on the East Coast and in the Jersey area, up top in Connecticut, down to Florida, across the Cali. Uh, Oakland, San Francisco, uh, training people on the assessment center process. So that's been my part in this. Um, uh, and as a past president, uh, you know, networking in that vein as well with the sisters and brothers across the country, trying to get our young people to uh, listen to us and join us. And that's been a challenge these days, not only in getting them in our organization, but uh, – getting them in our fire departments these days where I don't know about the young people, but if I could work 10 days a month and I didn't have nothing else going and could have 20 days off and get paid the kind of money you work at, uh, starting at 50000 in some cities going all the way up. If you're on the West Coast, they start out making close to eighty, ninety thousand $90,000 a year. So when we start talking money and you promote up in the ranks uh, how much uh, – economic power we have and create, uh, you're talking about we are forced to be dealt with. But, again, we got to organize ourselves as we have to keep reorganizing ourselves to do those things that, that we do. But our goal is once they own this department, we really help them move up. And we do even entry level. If we got young people interested, we, we do entry level training as well. So that's my piece in here. And we got Brother Art Battles, uh, good good man from my uh, first of all, thank you, Brother Randolph, for allowing me to Rudolph. Brother Rudolph for uh, allowing me to be a part of the program here today. Uh, oh, brother, this legit- is your program. This is your program. <laughs> you. Go ahead and take the ball and all run right. with it. <laughs> uh, as a logistics chair, we we kind of take care of all the instructors, make sure they have all the material they need for all the students that that come. Um, I have half of 10 this year, and uh, we had a successful year. We had our challenges, but we overcame those challenges and and got the job done. Our graduation is this evening at 6 o'clock, and uh, there are 23 students that will be graduating. So uh, I think we have a successful uh, EDI 2023, and we look forward to next year where we can come and uh, do it all over again. Uh, Once again, I thank you for allowing me to be on this program. My program, as you say. I kind of feel like I'm in confession, though. (laughs) I can say say, uh, it's been a while since I had my last talk, but I'm glad to be on Yes, I think sir. It was, actually, it was actually before COVID time I was on. It was before yes, COVID. So. Yes, sir. Uh, let's not make this uh, 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 any longer next time when I confess again. <laughs> I agree. You, <laughs> Thank you, brother. <laughs> so, brother Rudolph, 
if you don't have yes, any questions for uh, we certainly want uh, Brother Oshi to give the particulars of his program. And yes, if definitely. any one of these brothers has statements, they can. If not, we'll move right along there. I told you yeah. our special guest, Sister Trick, in the building. She poked yes, her head sir. in the door and she went behind the sycamore tree, brother. So we're going to have to see if we can pry her loose. Yeah, yeah, we got to find her. Find her. Okay. But, yeah, no, no questions from me. Let them brothers, uh, let, let, them, let them spill it, as they say. Spill the tea. <laughs> right. Well, I do a program every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time, African Perspectives. Uh, I deal with independence, self-determination, liberation, and sovereignty for African people. The model of my program is Pan-Africanism or Perish. Unify or die, and 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 everything I do is in that con is in that context, you know whatever I'm talking about, and, and of course there's a myriad of subjects you can talk about as it relates to what's happening with us as African people, you know, uh, on on the continent in the diaspora here in this city, here in this country. So uh, I look forward to some of the listeners calling in or or just listening in. If, if they have the time, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Okay, everybody's cool. So, yeah, hopefully, Brother Rudolph, we want to thank our, our, our subject matter experts, our guests, but really all of these brothers are no stranger to danger, and they're no stranger right. to our program. So hopefully they can uh, find Sister Tracy, and it's a whole bunch of firefighters walking these hallways right now. So anybody want to come in and blast? I mean, last night we found out a brother who who did a couple days in the prison industrial complex, brother, is a wildfire, wildland fire uh, expert. And uh, brother was able to uh, accrue over a million dollars, brother, to start wow. his own wildland organization. And uh, as I sent you... Um, that Intel or the Black uh, Brigade out of Chicago, yes, Black sir. Fire Brigade, yes, sir. You know, that they're doing Excellent. the same thing that you're standing on the shoulders of your father. You know, yes, God sir. be pleased Excellent, with brother. you. Know, I know my father would be so proud. He, he'd be very yes, happy sir. that somebody else is out there doing it. Yes. Yes, sir. So I just wanted to give these brothers an opportunity. I told them, you know, just brief. And so anybody who, you know, is walking through, they can come in and, you know, share their brief experience uh, yes, uh, uh, of what they uh, have done here uh, at EDI, what they've seen, what they've heard, what they've smelled, who they've touched and who has touched them. And I'm telling you, you're talking about a who's who of uh, executive fire officers from around the country. Right. You're talking about who who of uh we call it the all risk hazard profession because as That's you right. know, fire is one thing really on the decrease in terms of incidents and the EMS is on the come up as they say on the block in terms right. of incidents. You know, everything from hazmat to uh fire prevention, brother. They're walking around here just trying to sharpen their sword as uh Brother uh, President Addington Stewart said, "You know, put 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 more tools in there too, into 
Ooh. Peace and blessings. Ooh. Peace and blessings. Welcome to Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. To whom are we speaking and how may we serve you? Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. This is your sister, Safira. <laughs> yes, that you, is my sister. <laughs> yes, sir. You know what, um, Brother Yusuf, I just want to give a big yes, shout ma'am. out to the EDI organization because when y'all used to come down to Clark Atlanta um, in 2008, nine, I think 10, up until a, I can't remember when y'all stopped, but I had the honor of meeting the great brother Carl. Um, and yes. he was wow. so beautiful. Wow. Yes. Yes, sir. He was such a beautiful soul. So um, brother, brother Ed, Eddie Stevenson from out of Mount Vernon, he uh, used mm-hmm. to invite me out and tell me to bring my business down there. And I would bring myself and some students of massage. I had a, I have a massage company. And, and we would um, offer services to the brothers and sisters in the program. And I was just so thoroughly impressed with the program because I had never um, really realized that there was a deficiency in firefighting for black people. It just didn't dawn on me. And so when I realized that uh, Brother Carl's program was pushing out chiefs, not just black chiefs, but women, black women chiefs and captains and all kinds of um, wonderful things. And it was very, very, very inspiring. And I was even trying to sway my children, my boys, into, um, you know, looking at that. But anyway, I just want to give a big shout out and honor because I have been to maybe two or three graduations um, when when you all were down here in Atlanta. And it was just extremely impressive. And I love that y'all are still doing it, um, you know, and that one of the things that also impressed me was that there was a brother that came all the way from, I think, the Bahamas or even, I wasn't sure if it was Africa or even the Bahamas, and it was just to get that information, and I didn't realize how vital it was and how much it was needed here in the States um, and abroad. So I give honor to all of the teachers and the instructors and those of you who are so committed to um, our well-being as a nation. That's well, we thank you. Say. Thank you for calling in. I remember that event uh, you used to bring in with your students. Yes. Yep. How are you and your yes, family? Sir. Everybody good? Everybody's well, and you with and and also the influence that you all have had is I become an ENT myself now. So it's full circle um, listening to the show today. Right. She's one of us now, Brother Yusuf. Right. Yeah, <laughs> she came over. I came over. Yeah. That's a great thing. It That's is. a great thing. I'm not going to say is. we're older. I'm not even going to say that. We're peers, you know, but we, we thank right. you for taking that advice, Queen, and uh, yes, being a, a part of Emergency Medical Services family. Uh, speaking right. of, if you want to, uh, a youth, I told you we're on the marvelous campus of Dillard University in New Orleans, yes. Louisiana. And I got two students that came into the studio. 
who want to offer what's on their mind and their, share their experience briefly of, you know, what they have have seen in terms of the fire service personnel. I mean, they may even desire to be firefighters, but they came down here, I'm sure, with a specific uh, major. But these brothers have been super helpful up under uh, some of the administration here at Dillard and uh, some of the staff, Sister Michelle. Anyway, without further ado, brother, tell our listening audience, welcome to Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness, what you've done, what you've experienced, and then we'll go to your man. Uh, my name is Caleb Jean-Marie. I'm an uh, ongoing uh, sophomore, and I'm working under auxiliary services. And, you know, my experience so far was, um, you know, just walking through the hallways and, seeing the brotherhood and the sisterhood that they have uh, established. And it's like a bond. Everyone is connected. And, you know, I'm just, I'm just extremely blessed to be in this position to be uh, able to speak to some of them, you know, um, while working, I'm getting, you know, information, intel about what a firefighter is and what they do. So I'm, you know, what I really learned is that, you know, every young man, you know, if they wanted to be, they could be a firefighter, you know, if they don't have, Anything on their list, I encourage them to become a, a firefighter. You know, because it's like it's a it's a great for everything. And you know, the being a firefighter is definitely you know is on my radar now. Man, that's how y'all doing? How y'all doing? My name is Tremaine Brown Jr. and I'm a rising senior at Dilly University, and my major is business management. Well, with a concentration of management and um, with the experience, I'm um, walking in here, getting to see the firefighters and, you know, learning new people. And I realized that firefighters, they are very disciplined and they also speak on leadership. And um, every day, you know, just coming in and working hard and different things like that, it was a good thing. And also, you know, I was looking into firefighter and now, you know, since I've seen you know, what they're doing, and also how they're helping the society and the world today. Yeah, Brother Rudolph, it's such a blessing to have college students. Man, that's a blessing. Uh, that's beautiful. Uh, uh, yeah, share their experience and, and share with our listening audience their experience. And, of course, I'm being inundated righteously by the black women in the fire service who are here. So without yes, further sir. delay, I'm going to ask my dear sister to introduce or to uh, acknowledge who she is, where she's uh, from, her, her position in the fire service, and just her experience as quick as they can. They're on a break, and so we thank yes, them for taking time on their break. Hi, good afternoon. Um, my name is Danielle Tatum. I'm a fire lieutenant out of Richmond, Virginia. Uh, this is my first year at EDI, and it's been amazing. Um, it's an experience I've never quite imagined, just being around so many people that look like me. I've gone to right. several conferences. At, um, I went to NFA several times, and it's not. It, I'm always the minority. I'm always the only black woman, and the other black man that might be in the class is Carlton Banks, if you understand what I mean. So being around like, like-minded is powerful experience. The first... The first day gave me chills with just, like, the history, and um, they started the history before, you know, slavery, which is so rare, especially in 
uh, public schools. Like, I went to public school, so you know they're not teaching me anything before slavery. Black people didn't exist before slavery in the public school system. So it was just so wonderful hearing how powerful we are as a people coming from the continent, you know, Africa. So it's just been a beautiful experience, and I'm telling everybody about it when I get back to Richmond. Beautiful. Thank you, dear sister. Good afternoon. My name is Sarah Hartnett. I'm with the Chicago Fire Department. I am a firefighter paramedic. Um, My experience here at EDI has been very um, inspirational. Um, It's basically opened my eyes to what I need to do more. I already do a little bit, but I think I need to do more. And um, just the experience in itself is like when they're talking to us and letting us know about just about the history, not not just about the history, but um, about leadership and about how we need to bring people along and how we need to um, open up other people's eyes is it, it, basically pulling at my heartstrings so that's, you know, motivating me to want to do more. So Wonderful. I thank you guys for this well, experience. Thank you, sisters, for taking time out on your break, yeah. and uh, that's how we're moving, you know. In the fire service, all risk hazard service, it's about response time. So we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. My dear sister, would you like to share uh, your experience? Give us your name and uh, where you're from. Thank you. Hi, uh, my name is Ashley Day. I'm out in California at uh, L.A. Uh, County Fire Department, and I'm currently a firefighter EMT. Um, my first experience here at uh, the EDI uh, conference has been amazing. Um, I came in with an open mind, and uh, was just here to learn and take all the information in. But now that I've I've been here a couple of days, I've I've learned so much through throughout the uh, you know the the week that I'm just excited to go back and implement a lot of things such as um, you know my peers have has shared with me. I know um, I'm newer on the department. This is my first year on, and um, it it's lit a fire in my in my heart and and just the knowledge to learn and you know, seek answers. Um, I've experienced some of the things that they've, they've talked about. You know, you have your superiors telling you, you know, you have to wait a couple of years before you do anything. And, um, and you know, to hear now that, no, don't you don't have to wait. You can start preparing now and, and have that roadmap um, planned out before you actually um, attack it. So um, I'm really excited to just, you know, take all the information, go back, ask answers, uh, ask questions, uh, seek the knowledge and, you know, develop that, that roadmap and um, come back next year, fire it up, and, and just adding more fuel to, to the flame. Beautiful. Thank you for taking time out of your break. Brother Rudolph, um, yes, sir. isn't that beautiful that we went from the college to the and, students of the Dr. Crown Executive Development Institute? They don't know your background of having 30 uh, plus years of EMS, but uh, just to hear, you know, the sisters talk about their experience in EMS. Brother, uh, that is beautiful so right Yeah. Now, these that, next two persons on man. the mic, uh, Brother Rudolph, check this out. Uh, this sister has on so much gold, badges, <laughs> bugles, stars, and bars. <laughs> That I mean, if I didn't have my sunglasses on, I would go blind. <laughs> you know, the beauty also about EDI is many of us started out as students ourselves, and so right. the next voice you'll hear, brothers and sisters, will be our dear sister, Sister Chief Tiffany Wesley, out of Arlington, 
Virginia. And so welcome, Chief. Uh, would you just share whatever's on your heart, Queen? Thank you. Good evening. Um, good evening. I can share from, good evening. I can share from two points of view from being a graduate of EDI. I started in 1998, and I am still involved in the program today. Um, currently, I'm an instructor uh, teaching Buddy to Boss and Change the Culture, Change the Game. But EDI will always forever be my favorite, and I, whatever I'm doing, um, no matter what time of the year it is, I have committed to um, be here in person um, to give back, and that's what it's all about. Whatever sacrifices I have to make, um, it was that impactful when I went through and graduated that I am determined to give back under whatever circumstances. And for me, it's, it fills me back up. Um, each year that I come and I meet the young lady, I'm so impressed with meeting someone who has an opportunity with one year on. I don't know if you caught that. The last um, yes. young lady that just went has one year, one year. And I told her when she shared with me after I taught how important that is. Like to be here at one year. Yes. I mean, I had I had been on several years before I started, and if I had come my first year. Like, I told her, I'm going to watch her. Right, She's going to do great things. She's going to do amazing things to be able to connect with this type of, of energy and right. and people in position at year one. Mm-hmm. And so I even shared with the class that um, when I came through and I, I had an opportunity to come at the time where our first African-American fire chief was here along with four others. Um, we are still friends today. We travel together. And so the relationships, it was just beautiful at the end of my class I was able to put it into real real time because I had already talked about them, and they are here for graduation. Wow. So I introduced them to everyone beautiful. and so just shared how impactful everything that has been said, those relationships that you establish in your first year, if you elect to, they can, they can withstand for 20, 30 years. Um, yeah. And now we've been traveling right. together. So. That's right. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, Brother Rudolph, I know you have a, a, a myriad of questions, but their time doesn't permit. So let's thank uh, the sisters who came representing the black women in the fire service from one year to Chief Bling Bling. Oh, I didn't even say how many years. <laughs> I'll be, yeah, I'll be retired with a full 30-year career on 12-4-24. So you have from one year all the way to 29 and a half. 29 years. Wow. And I just turned 30 yesterday, so I don't know how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> I thank you, Tiffany. We thank you, thank you, thank you for being on Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. And this next guest, Brother Rudolph, he's no stranger to the program. He's a consistent and constant listener and a wonderful supporter. He's also the CEO and the president of the Dr. Carl Holmes Executive Development Institute, not to mention the former chief of the Las Vegas Fire Department, our dear brother, Brother Dave Washington. What's up, Brother Rudolph? <laughs> brother brother Dave, what's going on, brother? Good to, always good to hear your voice, man. Oh, man. I'm pleased that uh, Brother Muhammad asked that I come on for a few minutes and, and just talk about what's occurring here down at Dillard University with the Carl Holmes Executive Development Institute. And quite naturally, I try to catch y'all's show whenever I can 
and I always will be pleased and honored with just to interact with you guys because I know the work that you do as it relates to disaster preparedness, and I, I salute you, and y'all continue the good work, man. And for us at the Carl Holmes Executive Development Institute, it is an institute that was started by and continue to be ran by black folks. Uh, several years ago, they tried to come down here from one of the, the governmental agencies and buy our institute from us, but absolutely not. One thing that we have to do is maintain control of things that are good for us. And this institute has spawned a lot of chief officers, uh, engineers, captains. And one thing about Dr. Holmes, it, you didn't have to become a, a chief officer just to move up. In, and those some came and learned. Brother Rudolph, and they didn't even move up in rank, but yet they affect change. It's about affecting change within our business, within this profession. As you know, uh, one thing that will happen to us if we don't stand up and be counted in terms of taking care of business and looking out for our own communities, no one else will. But I, I am pleased and honored that Brother Muhammad asked me to come on for a few minutes. Brother Chief, I have one question yes, for you. Uh, well, just I'm asking you to make the statement that last time you heard the archive show, what part of the planet were you were you on? Cape Town, in Cape Town, South Africa. Yeah, man, it's wow. it's, it's wonderful how technology works, man. But you know, when I'm whenever I'm able to to make contact and listen to you guys, I try to do that. And yeah, I was on a nine hour difference. I was on. The, almost halfway around the other side of the world, man, and technology is strong and powerful. But uh, on that particular show, that one of the great interests to me was hearing uh, the brothers like Brother Myron, uh, Freddie Brooks, uh, Dave Brooks, and, and, and the things that they've done in the fire service, but also to hear our sports, if I remember correctly. You know, I'm getting to be an old man, and they let me know that down at EDI. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> Uh, brother, 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 Romeo falling, and he was sharing some information, man, that is important for us. And one thing that we must do too is track our history, and it's important that we That's make right. sure that our history is known by our own, man. And I'll give you a perfect, perfect example of uh, back home in Las Vegas when when I was serving as fire chief, I do what they call roundtables, and at these right. roundtables, we bring in people, and we try to leave rank outside the door. We don't talk about negotiating contracts. We don't talk about, I see Brother Art here sitting here. We don't talk about none of that kind of stuff uh, as, as far as something going on in somebody's personnel file. But what we did talk about was, uh, well, they talked about, hey, Chief, why did you, uh, you, didn't, you, you, you promoted a lot of folks. And some of them we think aren't capable. I said, really? I said, I think all these people that I promoted, black and white, were competent because they, they got through the testing process. And I said, uh, I'm not going to call any names because I don't want to send anyone. But did I promote anyone that couldn't read or write? And, see, we had, we had several training officers. These were, this history was told to me by several other brothers. In fact, it was the two early black firefighters on Las Vegas Fire and Rescue. And they told me these guys, they could demonstrate stuff. You know, some people learn by, by demonstration. Right. They were excellent yes, officers. Both, both of them, Brother Rudolph, both of them white, couldn't read the ABC, but they could perform and they did well. I said, I hired, yes, did sir. I promote anyone like that? And then we had also, there's history on a couple of guys who were officers. They wouldn't even get off the pump. They wouldn't even get an order. When they pull up on a big blazing fire, they'd freeze up. Did I hire, hire or promote anyone like that? And I, faces get red. They drop their heads. Don't, hey, don't try to play me. 
And that's why I right. encourage people, man, learn the history of your agency, and that way you will know who you are. And one of our most powerful classes to kick off the week is your brother, your partner, in, in whatever it is. I ain't going to say crime. <laughs> But y'all, y'all, y'all just wild and crazy. Oh, that's y'all that's be singing. You said it. That's y'all my brother. Doing poetry and singing songs and, and making me think, hey, man, look at today's brothers, man. Y'all be rocking and rolling. But but this 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 class, Brother Rudolph, you would be proud of your brother, your colleague in this business as, as co-host of this show because it gives the history about who we are as a people. And yes, then sir. young folks come up and say, Oh, chief! Oh, this class, man! It make me feel so different about myself. Cause they want people, they want us to think collectively as a body of people that we only started as slaves, man. They don't go right. back beyond that. Right, I was slave. Right. That's right. Please, but uh, brother Muhammad, brother Oshia Delabu, uh, Brent Burden, these dudes do a class that really knocks, if you will, because they, they, these folks, you can see them coming out of there engaged, excited. So it helps to set up the week so the rest of us doing, as Dean Campbell, Bert Washington, we do a career planning class, and we also do one on how to run a fire department with business-like practices. Those are the two courses that me and my teaching partners do. And it's extremely powerful, man, to see us on campus to do the things that we needed to grow our people in in this profession. And I'm honored to be on you guys' show for a few minutes today. Oh, we are on a thank you, you, brother. And anytime you're available, this show, we have a mic just for you. Got your name on it. I appreciate it. And, I can't, I, brother, I can't wait to meet you in person because I think you are a real character, just like your buddy. Man, he'd be ripping around classes, man. We had the kids, the kids, the young folks, all excited in it. Doing rap songs. Go on, brother. I'm out, man. Thank you, brother Rudolph. Yes, sir. Thank you, brother. Brother, this is ladies and gentlemen. You to disaster awareness for community uh, preparedness. It's uh, approximately uh, 5:47 Eastern Standard Time PM, of course. And um, you know, we've just been blessed by those who were able to. Uh, coming to the studio here on the magnificent campus of Dillard University in the culturally marvelous city of New Orleans, Louisiana, and share their experience uh, briefly. You know, one of the things I talked about in another class, Brother Rudolph, in the time management executive fire offices, I asked them at the end, do you know what an elevator pitch is? And many of them did not know. And an elevator pitch is imagining yourself to get on an elevator, floor one, and by the time you get to floor two, to whom you were going to give your pitch to, you would have to do it in that short period of time. So we thank you right. for coming That's to right. the experience in a short period of time. It was a little more than an elevator pitch, but it was uh, thorough. We still got an APB out on our dear sister, Sister Tracy. You know, she's behind that sycamore tree. She's around here somewhere. But I'm going to hand it over to you, Brother Rudolph, and uh, let you carry us further into the program. Yes, sir. Oh, oh, oh. Welcome to 
Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. To whom do we have the pleasure of speaking to, and how may we be of service to you? Hi, Salaam Alaikum. This is Brother Reginald. Oh. Alaikum Salaam. What's going on? (laughs) Yes, sir. This is our brother from the South Best region. Yes, it's the South Best region. Down there, walking the walk. He's not talking the talk. He's walking the walk. He's actually on the land. He's putting the work in. He's going from seed to plate. Everything in between. So anybody that wants to know what it really takes to grow some food and to get food on your plate, in your house, in your refrigerator, the process from start to finish, this is the brother you should be talking to. What's going on, Brother Reggie? How are you, man? I can't complain, brother. How are you all doing down there in the, the deed in New York, Atlanta, Chicago, Mississippi? <laughs> How's everybody doing? <laughs> man, man, I'm not complaining, brother. But yes, we are grateful. We are grateful. Now, I'm sitting in the airport right now. You can hear all this background noise. <laughs> just getting back home. But I said, let me just sit here, stay here, and do the show from here rather than trying to move and risk not having a signal. Praise be to you. I am great, brother. I am great, brother. Just I'm here on my land right now as we speak. It's around about 97 degrees right now, scorching hot. Um, I'm and that's Texas to, heat for anybody that want to know. And, that's Texas heat. And that's no, 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 no. There's a correction. That's Texas brutal heat right there <laughs> on you, leaning on your shoulders, leaning right. on your shoulders. But no, sir, brother, I'm doing well. Uh, you know, I'm out here on my land, just you know, enjoying the Texas heat and. Messing with these cows and horses and chickens and goats and sheep. That's all. Well, that's a beautiful thing, brother. You'll be pleased to know, and please give your family the greetings, but you'll be pleased to know that uh, I was also given another assignment to teach a class uh, on EMS mass casualty um, management with uh, uh, former EMS chief from Mobile, Alabama, Myron King. And so he wanted me to do a a PowerPoint on disaster awareness for community preparedness. And so you know what you don't know. I'm here to inform you that I was pleased to put the work that you and your wife and your your colleagues with the 10,000 fearless inner city uh, team, um, when you came to New Orleans, after uh, the relief fund you did with, I think it was Hurricane Irma, you came and saw the pictures and the flyers. I put that in my PowerPoint, brother. So, you know, the the, the, the student population here knows of the 10,000 fearless out of Austin, Texas, brother. Yes, sir. Praise, Praise be to Allah. That's right. But it's, it's, That's it's, right. It says in the scriptures, not all we must be uh, readers of the word, we must be doers of the word doers so uh, you know that's one of the things about you know the 10,000 fearless first responders we love what we do and one of our great great ambassadors I like to call him an ambassador 
of the team. We started out as inner city emergency response, and his name was Cap Khalil Green. He said he coined the phrase that you protect what you love, brother. So if you love That's your right. black people, if you love your brothers and sisters in the inner city emergency response that need responding to, then you will protect what you love. And that's one of the things that we carry on our back and on our and on our shield, man. We have to protect what we love and what we do. That's right. You all are praises to Allah, and we thank you for all that you've been blessed to do. Uh, Brother Rudolph, I understand we have Brother Allah in the studio as well. So, um, oh, I mean, I'm carrying from. You know, Brother Rudolph, any questions, comments, or constructive criticisms, Brother Reginald? Uh, the only thing that I have to say, uh, uh, the constructive criticism I have to say about Brother Reginald is that um, Brother is just too, you know, there's such a thing as being too humble. It, 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 <laughs> it, 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 it's being too humble. Wow. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, Brother's out there doing big things on that land in Texas so much so that the average and, and I, I'm just going to say the average black man don't know what a day is like on his own land where you are forced to produce everything that you need for your subsistence and your families. See, a lot of people have this idea and they talk about, you know, having your own land, homesteading, you know, doing, do, uh, uh, doing, doing the thing. They talk about it, but they don't know what it actually takes to make it happen. They don't know what time you're getting up in the morning. That's, that's half of the battle and that's half of the strike for most of us, the fact of what time you have to get up which means you can't be hanging out all night doing whatever it is you do and being up all night because you need to get some rest because you getting up before the – you waking the birds up. You waking up the rooster for him to wake everybody else up, you know. So the, the, the Brother Reginald is just doing the damn thing, and I just want to – you know, that's my brother. I love my brother. I want to give him his props and his wife, beautiful sister, both of them together, man, that's that dynamic duo right there that you talk about, that one-two punch, because everything they do, they do it with love. And they, right. if I find anybody that has a bad word to say about either of them, aside from punching them in the mouth, um, I know that they're lying because there's no way that you, that, that, there's no way in heck that you can't love these two individuals because they'll kill you with kindness. Welcome to Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. To whom do we have the privilege of speaking to, and how may we be of service to you? I don't know. You talking to me, Brother Rudolph? It's Brother Barry. <laughs> uh, here go another one, Brother Yusuf. Here go another one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Subject matter experts, no no doubt. For, right. Bar none. Right. But I, I got a question for either Brother uh, Reginald or you, Brother Barry, and peace be unto you, Brother. I pray you are well. For those who don't know what homesteading is, can we define it? What's the definition? What? How would you describe it? Homesteading, you say? 
Yes, homesteading. It's it's a it's a way of a life. Um, it's it's a lifestyle. Um, you know, some people use the term mindset, uh, but it, it's not something that uh, was, was willy nilly. You just can't you know think you're going to get up and uh, I don't know buy some land or or, or it, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle uh, because if you're trying to be self 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 sufficient and uh, having that 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 homestead uh self-sustaining there's a lot of work man you know and and work is a four-letter word to some people you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> right you be cursing that some people say saying work right right i would i would add Thank to you. that i would add to that brother yusuf that you know we all seen the video i'll put it simply like this we all seen the video of the minister when he rededicated the mosque, uh, Mosque Maryam, and he had all the believers sit down in the Mosque Maryam, and he had the, the audio and the video of what the messenger so beautifully said about him, of uh, what he was going to do in his great work. And then he also had some things more to say about himself, that he was going to do some great work. But Notice when he said when he's going to put the gold dome on the mosque, and then he's going to put the writing, the Arabic writing, inside. Then he was going to fashion it and mold it for the believers, and then he was going to uh, put chairs in it, air conditioner on it, marble floors, and so on and so forth. The minister had a vision. The minister had a mindset for the believers that we can have a place, an edifice to call our own. Likewise right. with believers that have land. See, one of the things about the 10,000 fearless first responders, yes, we have 100 acres of land. Yes, it's 100 acres of land for us to work out. Look, the scripture says big fields to work out on. But right. it's not just me by myself. It's not just Sister Christina. The message just said get six to eight like-minded people. To work right. out in and with. So we have to understand, yes, my brother said it's a work is a four letter word and I bear witness with you, brother. Some people think some people think that. <laughs> but it's a every day, every minute, twenty four hour struggle because it's yours. It don't belong to the white man. It don't belong to the Hispanic our brothers and sisters Hispanic. It belongs to you. It don't belong right. to the Asian man. It belongs to you. So you have to get up every day and feast for yourself. What does that mean? You have you got chickens, you gotta make sure them chickens are up, giving you eggs. If you got cows, if you got Jersey cows or, or Angus or whatever, you gotta get product out of that. If you got wheat growing on your land, you got vegetables growing on your land, you got corn growing on your land. Whatever you have growing on your land, remember, farming is a business. So you have to turn that to make profit so you can have more things to create business. So I would say this, brother. One of the people that I, I would definitely love for to come on the show is Dr. Richley down there in the, in, in the south, in the south, in the southern region. Brother, that brother is a hard-working brother because he's producing yes, goods and services for our believers. 
believers in the nation. Right. Right. And, and I would just say, man, it's a 24-hour community service because you're working for yourself, but you're really working for the community. Right. Yes, sir. Yeah, ab- absolutely. That's the, um, I, I totally agree with that. Um, and, and along with that, that mindset, like you said, you have to have other people um, helping you do this thing. Uh, no matter if it's one acre or a hundred acres, you still have to have help, man. I mean, just just take just take the uh, like like the, the brother had mentioned uh, some of the chores. First of all, you you got to be physically fit. That's that's number one. Right. Right. You have to you have to take care of your own temple, your own body. So you can do all these other things. Uh, just just take chickens. It ain't just a matter of going to the hen house and, and getting the, the, the eggs. You might have free-range chickens where you got to just go out and, and, and walk for however many hundreds of yards picking up eggs. Right. Um, that in and of itself. You know, you have the, 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 the environment, you know, the weather, rain, heat. Uh, all that kind of stuff, man. It's, it's a lot, man. It's fun. It's fun, especially if you if you have a team of people. You gotta have a team of people, though, man. Yes, I, would, I would say, honestly, money. brother, I don't would forget say the money. Don't forget the money. Oh, no doubt about it, because the money is there. The money has to be there, because if the money's not there, you, you're going to lose focus. And like I said, you know, yeah. things like me and brother Yusuf talked about it. And Savior said I was telling him that my tractor was down because the clutch is bad. Now, hey, like you just said, it's back-breaking work, brother. Well, if you don't have no tractor, you don't have no product because that tractor is doing majority of the manual labor. Right. So I would say this, Brother Yusuf, I, I love it 1,000%. And I, like Brother brother you, uh, Rudolph said, I'm out here 24 hours a day. But I love it. The main reason why I love it because it belongs to me. Just think about right. how many years that we gave the devil – of our servitude or whatever field we was in when we was working for him. Now, we got to do that 10 to 20 to 30 times fold when, it's, when it belongs to us. Now, you, brother, you, 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 y'all, brother, y'all talking. I, 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 I'm listening to you. I wonder who else is listening and is really digesting, absorbing what you're saying. Let me see if I can put it in, in poetic language for the, the average mind to understand. You're going to work, you're going to eat. Yeah, that's okay. true. Yeah, yeah. Say, let's, say let's that, just... brother. Say that. <laughs> you don't work, you don't eat. All right, brother, is not talking about pulling up on no McDonald's, no Burger King, no Wendy's, no uh, 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 whatever other restaurants you can think of. He ain't talking about pulling up none of that and ordering food for him and his family. No. No, he's going to his land. He's going to his prayer room first and connect with his God. And then he's going to get up and he's going to make it happen through work, through physical labor. He got to plant that seed. He got to nurture that seed like it's a baby. And he got to protect it. And then he has to harvest it. And then he has to turn it into substance for he and his family. And then the blessing is what's extra in it, you're able to exchange that for money in order to get other goods and services that you will need 
for you and your family to produce and enhance the quality of your life on your land. I, I don't know. Is, 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 is that about is that about right? Absolutely, absolutely. I guess, and I guess, sir. Uh, and you know, and and you know, I always uh, say, Brother Rudolph, do what you can with what you got where you're at, because you know, land is another one of those four-letter words that that intimidates people, and and right. It has a lot to do with like, where they're living. You know, the inner cities, the, you know, the big cities. They, you know, land is not even an option in, in, in a lot of cases. Um, right. So they don't need to be uh, discouraged by listening to us, you know, talking about, you know, get your land here and there. Uh, but you do what you can with what you got where you're at. And so if you were in, in an apartment in Harlem, you already know you – there's a limited amount of water that you can store, um, and it's very right. likely going to be bottled, bottled water, you know, as opposed to anybody else that has space, you know, outdoor space where they'll have, uh, I don't know, 500-gallon uh, tanks outside or underground. Right. But I don't want anybody to get discouraged um, for not wanting to move forward uh and, 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 and be self-sufficient. Uh, no, but, you yeah. know, actually, Brother Barry and Brother Reginald and, and Brother Yusuf, actually, it, it's, it's just like going back. It's, it's like school again. You know, you didn't start school in the 12th grade or in college. You started in pre-K or in nursery school, then to pre-K, then kindergarten, then first grade, second grade, third grade. Well, it's the same thing. So if you live in the inner city and you live in an apartment building, where you have limited space, all right, then figure out, grow what you can there and perfect your skills and get into the habit and the mindset of doing it on that level. And then when you're blessed by the creator to have more, you will already be in the, in the behavior that will be necessary to produce more on a larger plot of land because for sure they, they, what would be suicide would be to go out there and get you 25, 50, 100 acres and you ain't never planted a seed at all. You, you, ain't, you ain't never seen a live chicken. The only chicken you've seen is in the case in the supermarket. You know, you, you, you don't know nothing about a tractor or, or cutting grass. So yeah, well, I would, do I would what say, you can. I would say this. I would say this, brother Rudolph. That it's wonderful that we're bringing up different uh, different ways uh, of living. But like the brother said, and I and I wholeheartedly thank the brother for using the, the term discouraged because you know right. Willie Lynch did a wonderful. I would say he did a wonderful thing on us because he did deter us for the most part of owning land. And, right. and it's unfortunate yes, because manual labor is something that goes on with the word land. But let me just say this. Right. You know, even if you cannot own land, because like the brother said, the urban areas have been took up for the most part of high rises and, and, and development and so on and so forth. And plus the land in the urban areas now are too expensive. So I want everyone to understand this. Go to a website. It's called www.letis grow.com. That's www.letisgrow.com. I'm not promoting 
nor am I getting paid for this, but I am starting the mindset, and I am planting the seed to grow in your mind, in their mind, in our mind, to start growing something inside your house. Now, we all we bought right. a, it's like a seven-foot seven growing pot, and it has layers to it. Why did we buy this? Because when it's time to grow something in your home, in an apartment building, in a shack, in a back basement, or whatever the case may be, you can start growing all vegetables in your own home. And it start it can start there and grow large. If I show you a picture of what I got growing in my house, you would think it's wild kingdom. But guess what? It's strawberries in that one growth. It's tomatoes in that one growth. It's uh, toma- uh, tomatoes, onions, bell peppers, uh, parsley, lettuce, carrots, all in one seven-layer plot in your apartment building, in your home. It's called mm-hmm. www.lettucegrow.com. Brother Reginald, if I may, only because I live Hold on for a second, caller. We're going to get right to you. Brother Reginald, if I may, so that uh, our listening audience has what you pronounced correctly in terms of the website you just shared. Is it lettuce like the vegetable spelled like lettuce, or is it L-E-T-U-S, let us grow? It is Brother Reginald, okay. Yes, sir. I can, yes, sir. It's called Lettuce Grow. And I'm going to give you the proper spelling. Hold on. I'm going to give you the proper spelling right now. Now, family, that's all okay. there is. You know, you know when you come to this classroom, you're supposed to have something to write on and something to write with. That's right. Go, go ahead, Brother Reginald. Okay, it's called Lettuce Grow. It's L E. T us grow. Let us grow. And okay, what, this, yes, what this contraption what this contraption really is. Reason why this is important, because we're talking about disaster preparedness for community de- development. You right. at home and you need something to, to put together for a salad, for for a burger, for for you know, whatever your case may be. And you don't want to go to the grocery store because majority of the grocery stores have GMO products. Majority right. of the grocery stores have products that are using pesticides and so on and so forth. So you want to have some nutrients for your body that you don't have to go anywhere. Or if it, if, if it comes down to it, like I said, we're talking about disaster preparedness. If it comes down to it, and you can't go out your home because disaster and destruction is going on. You can grow some in your home to where you don't have to leave your seven-layer plot, or your, uh, or as the minister used to call it, the brownstone. It's called Let Us Grow, and it has a, some of them do, some of them have a 20-gallon tank at the bottom. It has a pump in the middle, and it has layers to it to where you can grow what you want to grow. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? They're sending you pre, yes, I did say pre-growing uh, plants that are growing, so all you got to do is hook it up, set it on the timer, and it grows by itself. It actually grows everything you want to put in by yourself. It has its own lights. 
It has its own watering system, and it has its own hydroponics. All you have to do is set it up, set the time to what you, I guess you would say, according to your lifestyle, and you can you can get up on it. Thank you, beloved. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let us grow. L-E-T-T-U-S-G-R-O-W dot com. And so we just had a caller call in. Welcome. How may we serve you? Could you state your name and where you're from? Yes, sir. Brother James Muhammad, originally from New York, Charlotte, North Carolina now. And I just want to thank you all for having a beautiful show. I just want to thank thank you, you, brother, for calling in. Yes, sir. Thank you, brother. Yes, sir. For the listeners, for the listeners, and I just want to say there's a brother down here, also, uh, brother Jonathan Nazir. I have to give him a big up uh, because he took a tennis court that was in a community center and turned it into a beautiful garden, and also making a profit with uh, some of the restaurants are buying his lettuce out of the garden that he is growing. And he also started a business called Pharmacy, and that's with an F, F-A-R-M-A-C-Y. And ah, I like that. And he's seen like a community that. that was known as a food desert. So he, he is actually making the progress that we're talking about. He doesn't have a whole lot of space. He doesn't have 100 acres, but he uses the small space that he has and uses the same formula as my brother has stated with the towers. Uh, growing uh, lettuce and growing other vegetables in it. So I just wanted to give him a shout-out for what he is doing to help with disaster preparedness. Dang, that's beautiful. See, the proof is right there that this stuff can be done, and and we're doing it. We're doing it. Yes, sir. We're just – we are the proverbial – yes, sir. No, I just want to thank Brother Brother James for his service, for all the work that he's done both in New York and there in Charlotte. And um, I know either you had or you have something coming up in reference to disaster preparedness. Did you have it already, Brother James? Uh, No, sir. We just finished doing a survival training in uh, Greensboro, and we're having another one in Charlotte, inshallah, on June 24th. And we'll be talking about financial preparedness, disaster preparedness, scanning, all that good stuff. So, you know, we'll be down at the Muhammad's Mosque number 36 from 1 to 6 p.m. Oh, what day is that? What day of the week is that? That, That's a Saturday, beloved. Saturday. Okay, well, we need you every Friday between now and then. We need you (laughs) on the show, brother, to, uh, to, to, to promote it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Inshallah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man. Yeah, we're going to have to send somebody down there, Brother Yusuf. we got to send somebody down there. I would go there. myself. I would go myself, but I'm scheduled to be in New York that weekend. Yes, sir. Yeah, we, we're going we're gonna to figure it out. We're going to have to commission somebody oh, yeah. to go, go down there. Down. Yes, sir. Yeah. I want to thank Brother Rick. 
doing Brother Barry, though, for their expertise, because uh, as many of you know, last year I decided to put a seed in the ground, and uh, I right. found a family that's 20 acres. They have a little compound there, and they gave me a plot uh, 25 feet across, 125 feet deep. So they told me to have my way, and by God's grace and permission, you know, when, when we say our prayers and cultivation and or right. success, yes, I have sir. a whole different idea of what come to cultivation is. Cultivation means, as right? We, uh, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah as, it, as it relates to putting seeds in the ground and watching Allah bless us. And, you know, it's right out the scripture where it says, some plant the seed, some water the seed, but it's Allah who gives increase. And I, too, want to give a shout-out to Brother Dr. Ridgely Mukmanin Muhammad for all the work that he's doing down there in Bronze, Bronzewood, Georgia, as well as across the nation. Well, brothers and sisters, it's 517 Eastern Standard Time. We have a little over a half hour. Uh, Brother Barry, Brother Reginald, you want to continue where you were or give our listening audience something that has not been uh, stated thus far? And if, Brother Allah, you're in the studio, take your phone off mute, brother, and you can enjoy, you can uh, engage with us. We'd be honored. Uh, well, I'd like to use my, my favorite word, uh, perspective, because um, it's, it's it's easy for someone if you, if they're looking at things from a very practical perspective, a, a practical way, um, and, and and focus on real uh, uh, real life things, right? So, for instance, if if you start practicing keeping your gas tank full, like that, like make that like you do prayer, right? Um, like you do not go home with a half a tank, of uh, a, a, a fuel in, in your car. You know, you make sure you, you you fuel it up. And once again, everything is in perspective. If it's a sister at night, she, she don't need to be pulling up to no gas station at night either. But I'm just saying, um, you know, when your, your gas tank is full, when you rise in the morning and get it, got to get on the move, you can just move out, right? Because right. the gas tank is full, you already know it. Um, it, it's just like some people, when they come in, they take their keys and they drop them in, in a little dish or they keep them in their pocket, and they don't have to think about anything, you know, when it when it comes to their keys. So that's one thing I say about fuel in your car. Um, I always uh, promote having a full tank all the time. You know, you take it down to a quarter of a tank. If you ain't got nothing else to do and you're already out, fill it up because in the wintertime, if there's a situation uh, that calls for you needing to be warm and, and, and the power grid is down, at least you can go in your car. If it's hot and the air conditioning ain't work because the power grid went down, you can go in your car, you know. And then all these other things, everything is layered, right, because it ain't just you. You can have an infant. You can have children um, that need to be cool. You know what I mean? So, So that's just like one thing. That, that that's very practical that you can start doing and, and make that a part of your living, make it part of what you do, you know, to the point where like your family and friends already know, you know, 
they 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 gonna be on. They ain't even want you to ride in the car because because they got a half a tank. And you gonna say something to them? No, no, you're right, bro. You're right. And you know, we have to get to the point where we have to get to the point where our life becomes. It comes with protocols. It comes with systems that are built in, that are put into place, because that helps you avoid, or 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 it helps you not to fall into the um, trap of the chaos. When you, 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 there should be a routine. Yes, you come in the house. You hang your keys up in a certain place so you're not looking for them all over in the next morning when you have to go out. You're making sure that your gas tank is on at a certain level when you pull in at night. And like you said, Brother Barry, sisters, especially if you got husbands at home, you got sons at home, you got males at home. No, you don't need to be at no gas station. You call one of them uh, uh, um, brothers and you let them know, look, my gas tank is on E when you get home and let them go and fill up that car. That way you're not out there setting yourself up as prey for some of these savages that are out here. And that way you also help to preserve those brothers that are in your circle because if something happens to you, then you know they're gonna they have to go and exact justice for it. So now they're gone again. But it doesn't have to be that way. If we've set up systems for our life and understanding that we are at war. This is not uh, uh, um, kumbaya time. We are at war at every decision we make and every move we make has to be with that in the forefront of our mind. Yes, sir, Brother Yusuf, I just wanted to throw that out there. No, I was bearing witness. I, I, I really love hearing uh, Brother Barry speak on perspective. And if Brother Reginald, oh, me too, you brother. Have you want to have. Yes. Hey, I wonder, yes, Brother Yusuf. I'm sorry. I wonder, Brother, give me one second, Brother Reginald. Brother, brother Yusuf, I wonder if we could get Brother Barry after Brother Yusuf, after Brother Reginald speaks. I wonder if we could get him to talk about that parachute and if we could yeah, get yeah, him to to discuss crap. All right, the parachute I actually, I actually and put crap. It up on my screen. All right, let let let, let brother you go ahead, brother Reggie. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I was just going to say it's wonderful that the brother brought up the the gas aspect because that is wonderful when as opposed to uh, waiting to the last minute to get gas because. Uh, you know, as 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 soldiers of, of of Allah, we always have to be prepared when it comes down time to uh, reacting, as opposed to being distracted by the world and being distracted by things that are going on. But I would like to say this: that is wonderful that he brought that up. But I would take it back to the land uh, piece for a minute. I know we're talking about land and we're talking about preparedness uh, for community development. One of the things about growing things on your land or one of the things about having livestock on your land or having whatever on your land, you have to teach your trade security as well because you can have all of these items on your land or you can have things that are growing on your land, but if somebody comes, if if the next crop duster or the next farmer comes over your land, 
and he spread pesticide on his and, and it lands on yours, then guess what? You got to till all that stuff up that you just planted. So wow. if we don't understand what it means to have land, what it means to grow, what it means to be disaster preparedness, if we don't understand what that means, and Brother Rudolph said it so beautifully, we had war. Right. So it's good to have believers with like-minded mindset that where we can bounce ideas off each other and grow from there and have a, a safe and, and, and decent community. Now right. I say that right. I say that to say because I'm I'm not going through that, but I have like I said I have a hundred acres of land, and if you, any of you know anything about Texas, Texas is one of the city one of the states that are uh, Austin in particular that is growing faster than normal, and in in Texas they have smaller cities just like every other state, but they have smaller cities. In this particular city, they have two actually three major conglomerates going on in Texas, which is the F1 Racing, Tesla, and Samsung. Those are three main major players that have landed in a 100-mile square block radius. Now, what does that mean, Brother Reginald? That means they are buying up land tenfold. If you look at Tesla, Tesla's buying up the whole corridor from Austin International Airport all the way down to Bastrop. If you look at Samsung, Samsung is where we are, and Taylor, Samsung is buying up all the land that's around the small cities that surround Taylor. And if you look at F1 Racing, F1 Racing, we already know, if you think about F1 Racing, that's not something that... You, that's not just a regular racetrack. That's international players in that ball game. So I'm saying all that to say is when you own land, you have to have security for your land. You have to have major things going on your land. So when they call that stuff eminent domain, look that word, right. eminent domain. If you don't understand what that means, then you are in very serious trouble. If you don't understand what uh, development means that's going on around your town that can easily become into your land, then that becomes a very serious problem. So I would simply say learn about disaster preparedness for one, but learn about community safety and then learn about land safety. And I'll leave you with this. One of the days we was on our property, me and my, my wife, my lovely wife, Sister Christina, and just another sister that wanted to help us Weed out some some uh, some some what we were doing deep weeding in the garden, and a helicopter, brother. Yes, I said a helicopter, not a crop duster, but a helicopter that looks like it belongs to somebody. Try to land on our land. Now, what do you do with that? So, if you don't know what to do when an opposer comes to your land. Then what do you do? What are your exit plans? What are your internal plans? What do you do to hide what you have? What do you do to, to get ready for an attack? Those are the things that we should be planning for if we hold, if we have land. Yes, sir. Man, man, that's a... Yeah, that's right. 
I didn't know if you had dropped, but I certainly wanted to say, yeah, that's that's just a sign of we are at war. One physical sign and or example. What do you do? Security. Security. That which you value is that which you secure. Whether it's your family members, the property you own. Very good, very good, uh, Brother Reginald and Brother Barry for sharing that perspective and uh, taking it deeper in terms of engagement of what we should consider. You know, my father used to say the life you save might be your own, whether it's growing your own food or protecting the land that you have. So I know Brother Barry had pulled up uh, the analogy of the parachute and shares with us on a regular basis the acronym of CRAP, C-R-A-P, and uh, before you go, Brother Barry, I just wanted to say, because we know that our listening audience uh, are degree by degree. So when someone used the letters G-M-O, that means genetically modified organisms. Go ahead, Brother Barry. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, so I, I know you were asking about the parachute that the last time I was on with y'all, which was down at uh, the Black Homesteaders Conference with Brother Gazi, and that was a busy, busy day, brother. So I was just kind of like winging it, so to speak. But I got it pulled up on my little screen right here now so I can read it and make sure that folks understand it. Um, and before I even do the, the thing about the, the analogy about the parachute um, and crap, I just want to touch on a couple other quick things uh, that I have in my little electronic notes uh, relative to the different five food groups, right? Five food groups that I came up with, you know, but nothing's new under the sun, so it ain't like it's my idea. But you have uh, live foods, which is, you know, like fresh produce. Uh, you have sleeping foods, meaning uh, like seeds, right, because they have the potential, they're dormant until you germinate them and, and, and put them in some soil and let them grow. So you have live foods and you have sleeping foods. Then you have those dying foods, which is like old food, like, you know, bananas when they, they turn brown and they get too mushy to eat, you know, uh, like that, etc. Then you have the dead foods. Those are anything that's pasteurized, uh, irradiated, or enriched. Those are dead foods. And so one might say, oh, well, are you talking about uh, uh, milk out of the store? Absolutely, I'm talking about milk out of the store. Anything that, that's re- basically refrigerated in any supermarket is pasteurized. So you're not going to have uh, the nutrient value uh, as if it was fresh so to speak. Um, and then we see all of these, these, these buzzwords that they use, like enriched, right? You know, one would think that, okay, well, it's enriched. It's enriched with what? It's enriched with vitamin C. It's enriched with whatever they have in it, calcium or whatever. All of that stuff is synthetic, man. And then finally, the fifth one I have is deadly foods. Uh, that's basically, that's self-explanatory. That's the, you know, the boxed cereals, the junk food, the sugary uh, carbonated drinks, candy, uh, you know, anything that's really in a package. Um, so that's those little five five food groups, right? So you can compare that to the, 
to the traditional pyramid, you know, like that. Um, then I'll, I'll move to the to the, the the crap thing. Like it's like I don't. I, I suggest don't eat crap, as as brother used to say. So the C is for carbonated carbonated drinks and and caffeine, right? You can't do anything in in excess. Because when you say caffeine, people talk about you. I need to have my coffee. Yeah, okay. Um, everything is in moderation. The R is for right. refined sugars. Uh, anything that that's made of white sugar, all them bean pods are eating. All right. Uh, the A is for artificial colors, right, and alcoholic beverages. We know that ain't none of that's no, any good for you. And then the P, once again, pasteurized and any processed foods. You know, everybody wants to have that, you know, turkey and cheese sandwich on the run, but that stuff is really not good, you know, um, and we need to not eat that stuff as much as possible. You know, but once again, it has to do a lot with lifestyle and, you know, uh, your, your, your diet. Uh, you know, you got some folks that are just sick, you know, diabetic or whatever it is. They got to get something in them, and, you know, they'll, they'll just grab a sandwich. Uh, so just be mindful of that. Don't eat any crap. Um, so now the, the, the principle of, of provident preparedness is like a parachute, right? And once again, in, in this homesteading thing, this preparedness thing, whatever word we're going to use, I wonder what the next word is going to be for, the word going to be for next year, right? Um, once again, you, you have to live this thing, man. If you're not really truly living it, and have people around you, and, and it's like, it's, once again, it's in, it comes in layers, man. It's like if you ain't growing your own food or not able to grow your own food for whatever reason, you got to know a farmer, man. You got, I don't care if the farmer is white, black, African. You got to know a farmer. You got to know where your food is coming from, All right? So now, the whole parachute thing. This is relative to, you know how you have multiple choice uh, questions in school or whatever, tests, right? And, and you can, it could be like A or B, you know, or A and B, you know, like that. As right. we're moving forward in, in this so-called war, right, and, and, and trying to uh, become a, like a real nation of our own, we don't have the, the, the uh, what do you call it? the privilege of making mistakes. There is no margin for error. And so hear this analogy relative to a parachute. First thing is you must have it before you need it. Number two, you must have it on when you need it. The third one, you must know how to use it when it is needed. Fourth thing, you actually must use it when it is needed. Fifth thing, it must be of good quality and work when you need it or when you use it. So just think about those five things. If you miss any one of those and you falling out of the airplane, you lose. All of those have to be in place. 
All of those have to be in place, right? You can't say, oh, I got four out of five. I got three out of five. I, I only, no, I, I, you know, number four, you know, I actually, you know, whatever, you lose, right? But most importantly, most importantly, as it relates to this homesteading, living on the land, living the, the going back to the old paths, the most important thing about this parachute analogy is that you must learn how to pack your own parachute. Thank you, Brother Barry. I appreciate that, brother, bringing us up on that acronym of CRAP, caffeine, too much caffeine, too much coffee, too much, uh, what was the other part refined of Refined sugars. Carbohydrates are represented what? Refined sugar and what? Yes, refined sugars for the most part. The A yes, is sir. like anything with artificial Artificial colors, alcoholic beverages. And the P represented processed foods. Processed and, and, and pasteurized foods. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Brother Rudolph. Yes, sir. As you know, we're on the campus of Dillard University in uh, New Orleans okay. and um I just want to quickly shift gears just so uh, 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 a stranger, no stranger to us, a friend, a colleague, just wants to give right. disaster awareness for community preparedness the greetings in the form of a uh, female god, a black woman in the fire service, and I have her colleague, another female god. I'm not saying no names, right, but, no, <laughs> Sister Tracy Lewis. Out of FDNY, saying no name. <laughs> Rudy, how are you? Oh, I'm doing wonderful, sis. Thank you. For everybody that's listening, this sister right here, now y'all talking about the truth. This is the truth right here. This sister and I worked side by side on the ambulance as hazmat techs for years. But more so than that, her spirit, the aura that she that's comes right. with is no BS. She going she to do what she got to do for you. She has the biggest heart out there, but she ain't taking no BS, and she ain't going to no, be no victim for nobody. So when you see her, don't let that smile uh, think that you got the upper hand because that's the overlay for the underplay. All right? Remember that. Go ahead, Tracy. I well, met you, sis. <laughs> well, I learned it from you. Because remember, I was working with you when I Oh, man. It's good to hear your voice, every... And it's good to hear oh. yours as well. How is everything going? Oh, listen, we, we here. We doing what we can do with what we have. But I'm yeah, so well, glad you that you are there. I'm glad you're there. I'm, gl- I'm glad that you're still in the fire service because whomever is under your charge, they got a good one, and they, they they got one that not only knows what to do, will do it, and will do it in the best spirit, which is the most important thing, because you have compassion for human suffering, 
and that's the that's the the package, the total package right there. Brother Yusuf, I'm sorry, I just you know I had to throw that out there. I had to. No, to go right ahead. You know, you and Sister Man. Tracy go back on flats in the Cadillac. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and I'm gonna use this second while she's there. There another another brother who I love, you know, with all of my heart, just like I love you. Who was our supervisor? His name was he, he, Lieutenant McNeil. Man, he was man. He was like he was like a father, an uncle, a big brother. Whatever it is you needed, it wasn't so much about the job. It was how are you doing. We can right. get to the job later. How are you doing? And that's what he always led with. And, man, it was just such a pleasure for the brief time that we got to work together that he, you know, that Allah allowed us to be together on this planet and to absorb his aura and to learn what he had to teach us as we were young pups in EMS, and he was the OG, you know, so... Just uh, uh, big ups to I, him. Yeah. I spoke to yep. his, um, I was texting with his wife this morning, uh, yesterday and this morning, because, you know, I still I still keep in wow. touch with her. Like I told her she's good. And um, I still in touch with her. Good. Good. Yeah. Okay, with our listening title now, is that all right? Yeah. I'm asking. I guess. Man. Okay. Rudolph, Brother Rudolph. As yes, sir. Tracy, I just asked her, could she share with our listening audience her title now, FDNY? Yes. You know, it's always yes. first to know from when come, but right. also acknowledge the broadest way he's bringing us to. Sister right. Tracy. So, uh, Rudy, I've been offline for about a little over a year now, so I work in the uh, commission, fire commissioner's office. Okay. Yes. I That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So I'm the executive officer to the fire commissioner. Congratulations. You deserve it. You deserve that and more. Hey, you put your you Thank paid your dues. You put your time in. Yeah, so I am grateful for that. Out I do miss being out in the field, but I still get to help people. You know, right. even though I'm not, you know, right, even though it's not out in the field, but, you know, I'm still helping our people, you know, within the department. Oh, and you're doing it on, on, on a bigger level now because you're dealing, in, you're in an area of policy, which is a right. big help. Yes, because you can you get to help change the mindset and set policy for those that are out in the street. And that's what's needed to know that the person that's up in that office knows what the man out there on the street is going through. Right. So I actually, you know, and I tell people that, so I'm actually honored to actually be, um, to actually have a seat at the table as a lot right. of this stuff is being done. That's right. Man, <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs>
Man. So if you're back, you have some closing statements you'd like to make to our listening audience on disaster where community prepared. Go right ahead. I'm actually learning from you guys. I'm learning from you guys. Um, you know, and I was telling a couple of people today, I said, you know, I always forget when this is on, so I actually have to set an alarm on my phone, which I said I have to do today while I still remember. So um, if I learn from you guys, I will definitely teach those people who actually stay in the fire service, you know, you stand on the shoulders of those who came before you. Um, so I'll be forever indebted to you and people who came before me. My way of giving back is to help those people who are coming after me, and hopefully I can teach them to help those people who are coming after them. Right. That's right. That's how we get, That's how we make it. That's how we keep this thing going. That's how we – the fire does not die. Right. Well, like them. Well, like them. Oh, it's about – that 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 that's Allah right there. I know who that is. That's brother Allah. Yeah, hey, standing on the shoulders of giants. Standing on the shoulders of giants. <laughs> and you guys are giants. <laughs> so I, I can't. I can't uh, wait to hear my most speech this evening. Okay. Mhm. <laughs> Be taking notes. Yes, ma'am. Take that and run with it. Uh, and also, in earlier in the show, I, I caught the first hour, but I was breaking down the tin. I have a bit uh, later on today and tomorrow. Um, but I caught on to the, bro- the young brothers that were saying that they were going into finance and they were going into business. And one thing about our services right now, which is EMS and fire and even police, it's now more of a business than it is just oh, I'm just going to go and volunteer and save lives, or I'm going to go and get on an ambulance and save some lives or fight some fires. There's also a business aspect of it because so many of our departments were strong before, but because we didn't know the business side of it, the grants and, the, and all of the other monies that are available, our departments either close or they lack. So I want to thank People like you, sis, who make policy and, under, and talk to the people on the street and also came from the ground up. Thank you all for standing up and taking these positions so that we can get higher and we can and they can, we can have a better understanding and build on what we need to do to build for the future. But thank you much. Thank you. Thank all you guys. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Brother Rudolph? Yes, sir. I'm here. And, and thank you and Brother Joseph and Brother Yusuf for having this show and giving us an outlet and also a, 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 a forum to be able to share and, and, and bring all our expertise together. And a brother like Brother Barry and I and, and all the brothers at the EDI uh, 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 forum be able to talk. I don't know those brothers, but I was able to share their views and understanding, even though I've never met them before, I can I can understand what they were talking about because we have similar experiences. And then there are also experiences that I've never had that I would love to next year I will be at the at the seminar Allah willing and I wanna be able to participate and share some of my experiences with these brothers and hopefully we can pass back the forward. 
but that's that's all I wanted to say. You know, in the closing, I know your brothers have to close out, and I didn't get to really speak. But in close, that's all I wanted to say. Thank you much, and have a have a great one, family. Be safe out here on Friday. You as well, Allah, and I'll hit you up. Um, I'm headed to the hospital now. I'll hit you up later on tonight. Yes, sir. I'm headed to I'm headed to the Cal County Fire. All right, you be careful out there, brother. Keep your head on the swivel. All day. Every day. And thank Man. you. Thank you, Tracy. Man, love you, sis. I love you, too. You just be safe out there. You as well. Anything that you need that I can help you with at any point, don't hesitate. Let, and I'll say the out, same to you. I, definitely. And if you need anything and also, I, you know how to reach I me. Know, yeah, and I know I don't need to say this over the air, but I'm going to say it anyway because sometimes we just need to hear it. That includes putting this size 17 where the sun don't shine if somebody violates, especially that part. That's my specialty. That's my specialty. <laughs> <laughs> She's glowing from ear to ear, Rudolph, but I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody bet not. But. Right. Look, look, I gotta, t- gotta look out for my little sister now. That's right. That's right. <laughs> look, brothers and sisters, we're at. Um, 5.50 standard time, and uh, we thank all of our guests who have called in thus far, and as you know, many of our listening audience are subject matter experts in and of themselves. I don't know if Brother uh, Barry or Brother Reginald is still on, but we thank them for, you know, pausing for the call so that Sister uh, Tracy could come on and give you the greetings, Brother Rudolph, and y'all know... I'm as strong as a black man as God wants me to be, but y'all trying to make me cry. Did I miss up? Uh, I know I didn't, I didn't come on until later on because it's so busy here. Um, but did y'all talk about the. Uh, no, like, no, uh, uh, the, no. The, we're gonna the, save the, that the for next week. <laughs> no, no, we're gonna save that for next week. We didn't talk about that. Okay, good, good, good. I definitely want to get in on that one. I can share some information. <laughs> yes, sir. Next week. Yep. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. So, so for for everybody that's listening, yes, next week's Spoiler show. Alert. We. Yeah. Ne- right. Spoiler alert. Next week. So you can telephone, tell a friend, bring somebody to the show with you. Next week's show, we're going to be dealing with, one, do you have at least a a burial policy for yourself, your spouse, your children, and your siblings, those members of your family that when they go, you definitely going to be digging in your pocket to get them put away properly and respectfully. Do you have a policy for that? The second thing is, do you know your PCP? And when was the last time that you spoke to them? 
When was the last time that you had a heart-to-heart talk with your primary care provider? And if you can't be honest with your primary care provider, then you have the wrong provider. So we just wanted to throw those two, those two out there. We're definitely going to talk about those next week. And, Brother Yusuf, what we're going to talk about for all of the homesteaders that's out there, um, the people that are uh, in their private communities, that it's great what you're doing. But we just want to assist you in the fact that have you thought about uh, or what is your plan for your public safety on your property? Fire, police, and EMS services. Have you given it a thought? And what is your plan when disaster strikes? So th- those are the uh, topics for next week's show, Brother Yusuf. Just wanted to throw it out. Yes, sir, I mean, beautiful, beautiful, and, um, you know, you're going to make me do my research, but until then, what comes to my mind is uh, those who are um, students of Scripture. If you go to the book of Ecclesiastes, I think it's three and three. You may be familiar with it. It says, for every season, there's a reason, a time and a purpose under the heavens and or the sun. There's a time to be born and a time to die, a time to laugh, a time to cry. That's right. A time to lay down stones and a time to pick them up, a time to plant seeds and a time to harvest the crops. There's a time to dance and a time to refrain from dance. There's a time for peace and time for war, there's a time for love and a time for hate. And somewhere around the ninth chapter, excuse me, verse of that passage, it says, of what will it profit the worker for their labor? And that's what we've been talking about today, and that's what we're going to segue to next week. Consider that Ecclesiastes 3 and 3 and then check it. You do your research to see if what I'm saying is right and exact. So thank you, Brother Rudolph. Man. Man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, Brother Yusuf. It, it, it's, definitely, uh, it's definitely that time. And, you know, let, let me just say this to everybody that, um, that came on today. Everybody that came on today, first we want to thank you for the time that you um, that you spent because we realize right. time is the one thing that you can't get back. Hmm. So, so we we want to thank you um, for that, and we want to urge everybody to tell somebody if you found anything valuable. In, in the program today, or if you find anything valuable in the in this humble program, tell somebody and bring somebody, turn somebody else on to the program, because definitely the life you save may be your own, but also each one is responsible to teach one, and that's how we make this thing last and, and keep it going. Because we keep recycling this knowledge and this information, especially 
to those who are picking up the mantle and running with it and who are going to be in those seats of power and authority for tomorrow. So I just wanted to throw that out there, Brother Yusuf. Yes, sir. Well, I'm going to make these last statements, Brother Rudolph, as I, too, have enjoyed the program this week and thanking the callers and those whose voices we heard, Sister Safir out of Atlanta, the college students here at Dillard University, the black women in the fire service at uh, the Dr. Carl Holmes Executive Development Institute, from a sister who had one year on the job to Sister Chief Tiffany Wesley, who had 29 years on the job, to our dear sister, Sister Tracy Lewis, out of New York, to our dear brother, the president and CEO, Dave Washington, and a consistent listener on this program. I want to thank Brother Reginald Muhammad out of Austin, Texas, uh, with the 10,000 fearless who set us off with the um, homesteading, the mindset, the lifestyle, that which will make us self-sufficient. Of course, our dear brother, Brother Barry, out of New York, and um, Brother James Muhammad out of Charlotte. So you know what I say when I get off the line. Even with these few words shared by me and we, I guess it's still the way it used to be. The strength of a nation is its family, and real freedom is responsibility, the ability to respond legitimately by any means necessary. Brother Rudolph, I'm going to let you close out, beloved. I love you. Hopefully, Lord willing, we'll see each other. Same time, same station next week, next Friday from 4 o'clock to 6 o'clock. Eastern Standard Time, p.m., on Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. Brother Rudolph? In a word. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.